You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. I'm Tim Fitzgerald of GoPowerCat.com. And I'm Scott Chasen. This is a replay of WIBW show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat and Jayhawk fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald of GoPowerCat.com, and the man way over there, I mean, he's way over there, is Scott Chasen. Hi, Scott. Uh, Fitz, I, I, I don't know if there's a delay between me saying something and you hearing it, but oh, by the way, I think Kansas State just scored another touchdown because that's the way this weekend pretty much. Yeah, Will Howard has now thrown 17 touchdowns in this game. <laughs> you can interact with us on social media at facebook.com slash the drive show on Twitter at the drive 13. And of course, answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And remember, if you ever miss an episode of The Drive, you can listen to an audio-only version of it that will appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at GoPowerCat.com. And we start things off with our two-minute drill. The first segment of the two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center. Well, Fitz, it was expected to be a tight game, but Kansas State routed ninth-ranked Oklahoma State 48 to nothing with backup quarterback Will Howard getting the start. Fitz, how did K-State pull this one off? Uh, this was absolutely incredible. I've, I've literally never seen anything like it, and I mean that. Literally, nobody has ever seen anything like it. This was the largest loss of a top 10 football team by a lesser ranked team in terms of a shutout loss in the history of college football. It's never happened. Every other big loss by a top 10 team in a shutout was against another top 10 team higher ranked. Absolutely incredible. K-State was on the mark from the very start, converting a fourth and 10 over the top for a 38-yard touchdown pass from Will Howard to Cade Warner, one of two touchdowns for Warner and the first of four passes by Will Howard, who started in place of Adrian Martinez. And woe is K-State that has to start the backup in a big game. Well, this time the backup was absolutely incredible. Will Howard got everything he deserved because he has had a rough go of it at Kansas State and a lot of fans and a lot of people in the media have been very critical of Will. But he was really, really good in this game, just like he was in the first half at TCU. The difference with this game was they didn't stop. They led 35-0 at halftime and then cruised in from there as they did start to play a lot of guys in the second half. Will Howard was on the money. Deuce Vaughn was spectacular running through that defense, including a 62-yard touchdown run. But let's not forget the defense. They pitched a shutout against Spencer Sanders and the Oklahoma State offense. Sanders is obviously hurt and not the same quarterback that he has been in the past. But boy, that defense was absolutely spectacular. And they played without middle linebacker Daniel Green. His backup, Nick Allen, came in and was absolutely incredible in this game. Kudos to K-State. This was the first time they've played a complete game all season. And here's what's remarkable 
again about this is they left plays on the field. They can play better than what they showed, and they missed some opportunities on offense. But boy, when the defense pitches a shutout, it sure does take the pressure off. And now it's the Texas Longhorns coming into Manhattan. They just keep getting bigger in this league, Scott. Every game just seems to build ahead of steam. If it's, it really is unbelievable. And your point about the defense making it easier on the offense, I think that's a good one. And then Will Howard, a couple throws he made. Obviously, you talked about the fourth down. How about that one, just throwing that out route to Deuce Vaughn? I think it was right before halftime, getting mm-hmm. the touchdown there. I mean, that, that throw was pinpoint perfect. It, it was, was really impressive. Yeah, when you see it from a back angle and you realize what small window he had, and let's be honest, Deuce isn't a big target, <laughs> and Deuce went out and got the ball. It was, it was really something else. Mm-hmm. It was a, a day of highlights for Kansas State. Well, Scott, Kansas football had a chance to watch K-State blow out Oklahoma State during a bye week. What do the Jayhawks need to do to reach bowl eligibility against the Cowboys this weekend? Well, I think they need to borrow Chris Kleiman's game plan. I think that would be a good start uh, just based off what happened. But no, I I think Kansas has a few things that were probably addressed during this bye week that have been pretty evident, and they've all gone back a few weeks. But look, number one, Kansas is coming back home. I think that's a welcome sign for a Kansas team that, you know, the last time they were in this competitive home game was, you saw that play, Jalen Daniels going down and getting injured, Jason Bean taking over. Kansas was right there with TCU in front of a packed booth, and Kansas should have that fun home environment once again. Now, what can Kansas do? Kansas needs to start better fits. Kansas has not started well really in just about any game this year other than the Iowa State game. And even at that, it was a narrow lead and it became a defensive struggle. You think back to games against West Virginia, Kansas was down 14-0. Houston, Kansas was down 14-0. Against Oklahoma, Kansas couldn't get any stops early. Uh, Against Baylor, Kansas was behind 28-3 going into the half. This team, when it finds a rhythm, when the offense gets comfortable, you see what you're seeing on the screen right now. They put up highlights. They score touchdowns on consecutive drives. It looks so easy for them. But when it takes them that time to get going, it stresses the defense. It puts them in a bad spot. It stresses the offense. It makes every play seem bigger and bigger, and all of a sudden, they're facing a big deficit. So I think that's number one. This offense has to start faster. It has to possess the ball. It has to give its playmakers a chance to make plays. Second, I think this team needs to get a little bit healthier, especially defensively. I think this extra week off really came at a perfect time. Maybe it could have been a week earlier, but that's splitting hairs. Defensively, they've got to get off the field on third downs. That's becoming a problem more and more fits because this Kansas offense is set up to limit those explosive plays and not give up, you know, 25, 30 yard gains down the field. Okay. But when it's third and seven, third and five, you've got to come up to the line of scrimmage. You've got to flip that switch and get a stop too. I think Kansas has struggled with that part of things defensively. They can start playing some complimentary football. Then I think they've got a chance to take down Oklahoma State and get to bowl eligibility again for the first time in more than a decade. What's Jalen Daniels' status? Any chance he's come back? Well, uh, the latest reports have said there's a chance that starting this game he could be more week-to-week, but you know, I, I think they'd love to have him for the consistency, for the more, I, I think he makes their offense more multiple, gives you more dimensions. But I think Jason Bean is probably good enough too. But yeah, still unclear at this point. Yep. Well, Scott, TCU took down West Virginia and Morgantown mm-hmm. to remain undefeated with the first college football playoff ranking set to come out this week. How close is TCU to the top four? Fitz, they should be close, and they probably will be. They'll end up at the six or seven spot would be my guess, but this kind of exposes the problem with the college football playoff, especially expanding to four. Uh, I I think for teams like TCU, it felt like that expansion was going to help them, right? It it would give them a chance to get in, a la Cincinnati of last year, a la Michigan. It gives you these chances. 
But what it has kind of ended up being is a safety net for the SEC to get a second team in. And that's kind of what TCU has to deal with here because you see the highlights from their game, another impressive offensive outing. They scored into the 40s. They get another win. They're 8-0. It's very hard to do that in the Big 12. But then as you start to look around the rest of the country, you see what's going on in the SEC with Alabama, with Tennessee, with Georgia. It's very conceivable. It's, it's possible. It's, it's conceivable that all three of those teams would have one loss or fewer to end the season. Okay, at that point, the committee is probably going to sneak two of those teams into the playoff. When those college football playoff rankings come out, I would bet you that two Big Ten teams are going to be ranked ahead of TCU in Michigan and Ohio State. That's a problem for the Big 12, too. And oh, by the way, Clemson is out there, and all those teams will keep TCU down a peg. Now, Fitz obviously being ranked six or seven in those first rankings, that gives you a chance if they run the table, TCU will be very deserving of making the college football playoff. But these SEC teams, and to an extent these Big Ten teams, get a margin for error that the Big 12 teams are not getting. I think a lot of that has to do with preseason rankings, because if you look at body of work at this point, TCU has been just about as impressive as anybody, winning against these Power 5 teams week after week after week. Fitz, TCU feels close to me, and yet far, because of that factor, because of multiple SEC and Big Ten teams in the way, I think it's going to be a struggle for them. They'll basically have to be perfect. If there's a Big 12 or Pac-12, there won't be, or ACC team that is unbeaten at the end of the season, and they win their conference championship, and an SEC team with one loss bumps them out, uh, college football fans should riot. Mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy what kind of preference they get, and I know their teams are great. What happens on the field matters. Yeah, absolutely. Now, a quick look at your poll question results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate. Well, last week's question was, with one ranked opponent, Texas, remaining at the time, although they ended up being unranked, um, will TCU, which was at the time 7-0, now 8-0, run the table in the Big 12? The answers, you see, 12% uh, of people say yes, 88% of people say no. If it's TCU, got to win. I wonder if those votes would be different at 8-0. Yeah, I, people need to go peek at their schedule. They'd probably vote <laughs> yes. This week's question is this, pretty simple. If you were the coach, which K-State quarterback would be your pick to start the rest of the year? A, Will Howard. B, Adrian Martinez. I was not put uh, down a C. <laughs> Nobody wants me as their quarterback. Mm. I, I don't understand. But you can vote on our Twitter page at The Drive 13. Well, that will do it for this half of the two-minute drill. But we, myself, Scott Chasen, and America's quarterback, Tim Fitzgerald, will be right back with more on KU and K-State on The Drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. It is time to continue our weekly two-minute drill. This segment of the two-minute drill, sponsored by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. 
Kansas State is 4-1 and one in Big 12 play following the victory over Oklahoma State. So, Fitz, is it looking more like the Wildcats could land in the Big 12 title game? Essentially, they've got a two-game lead um, on Oklahoma State because they own the tiebreaker. You've got Texas back there, which desperately needs to beat Kansas State to kind of cause a three-way bottleneck. So, if K-State can get by Texas this weekend at uh, this upcoming weekend at Bill Snyder Family Stadium, their chances of making it to Arlington will go way up. But as we've seen this season, Scott, there's just no easy passes in this conference. I mean, just because you might beat Oklahoma State and Texas in back-to-back weekends, oh, by the way, then you have to go to Baylor, and then you go to West Virginia, which is a much better team in Morgantown than anywhere else in the world. And then you have the big game at the end of the year against a Kansas team that might be fighting for bowl eligibility or the quality of their bowl game. So there's just no free passes. I'll be really impressed if this K-State team can win these final four games. That would put them at 10-2 and two overall and then, the, of course, 8-1 and one in the conference. I suspect they'll lose at least one of them because that's just the way the conference stacks up this year. But uh, I think this K-State team, based on what happened in Fort Worth two weeks ago, would love, is hungry for another shot at TCU because they felt like they just didn't play well and still were in the game to the very end with an opportunity maybe to tie it up and force this game into overtime. They couldn't do it. They weren't exact enough in this contest. And then they turned around against Oklahoma State and they showed exactly what we thought about this K-State team, that they had a whole nother gear they weren't showing. And boy, when they show it, they're pretty darn good. And what's really made it happen is the fact that Will Howard has added a passing element. And like we said earlier on, who's going to start at quarterback? I imagine Adrian Martinez, when he's healthy, will be back in the lineup. But You've got to play Will Howard. You've got to abandon Operation Redshirt on Will Howard because uh, you're going to need him down the stretch, and he's probably just going to need to come in and sling it on occasion because that kid can sling the football. Does he have a huge arm? No, but boy, he's been really accurate and making great decisions. K-State continues to play as precise as they were against Oklahoma State in all facets. Nobody's going to beat him in this conference, but again, Playing that way is easier said than done. It was a really special day for K-State. We'll see what they can do. Yeah, and Fitz, the thing about Will Howard that I think is just so interesting is when you consider what K-State has, offensive and defensive line, defensive side of the ball, their playmakers, obviously Deuce Vaughn, they have some good wide receiver talent. Okay, if you have a quarterback who's throwing it all around, this is maybe the best team in the Big 12. I think for Will Howard, he's going to have a chance here, at least maybe it sounds like, to to go out and prove that he is legit and that this K-State team is very legit. I'm curious what would happen if they played TCU again in that title game. Yeah, it's it's really going to be interesting to see how Chris Kleiman handles all this. Mm-hmm. Well, Scott, KU basketball will play Pitt State in an exhibition contest to begin the 22-23 season. Do you expect this team to hit the ground running this year? Well, Fitz, I expect they will against Pitt State. I think that's coming up on Thursday. Uh, After that, I have a few questions about this Kansas team just because there's so much newness. And, you know, Fitz, we really started talking about this last week. But there is some new and and some change with guys who have even kind of stuck around and been on this team. You know, I think about Dewan Harris, who you see there with the ball. I think about Jalen Wilson. Okay, these are returners who had a big role for Kansas last year. But now their roles are entirely different. For Dewan Harris, a lot of times he was option five for this KU offense, four or five, depending on how the game was going. Okay, well now he's got to be probably the second or third most reliable guy in the lineup night in and night out, in addition to what he does, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. Jalen Wilson, okay, he was option three, four, somewhere in there, and maybe at times higher than that, certainly in his KU career. 
Okay, you're option one, and Bill Self is talking about you playing to an all-American level. That's a different kind of challenge, and it's a different challenge to do it consistently. And then you start to get into all the new pieces, right? Kevin McCullough, I think KU fans, and I think this KU program thinks he'll turn out to be a very good player. But how does he fit in, both as a leader off the court and then what he does defensively with his, and then on the court with his understanding of what Bill Self wants to accomplish offensively? Fitz, we've talked about questions in shooting. We've talked about questions at the big man position. And to me, this KU team is one that's really going to need to find itself. You know, the comparison I really like goes back two years. It was a KU team that, you know, was the the precursor to the national championship run. And at times during the season, they just looked lost. They didn't look like a very good team. But then they found something defensively. Bill Self figured out the best way at the time for David McCormick to play, to defend ball screens. Over the last month of the season, that Kansas team was as good as any team in the nation. They beat Baylor, the eventual national champion. They handled them, you know, pretty decisively on senior day in Allen Fieldhouse. Bill Self teams get better as the year goes on, but he has had some of those teams have some bumps and bruises early on. I think back to even the Andrew Wiggins team. That team went down to Florida and just looked completely lost in a game early in the season. I think this could be one of those teams that really needs to find itself and figure it out throughout the year. Yep, it's going to be a very entertaining basketball season in these parts. Mm-hmm. Now we step out of bounds, and Out of Bounds is brought to you by Darius Corner Market. We love local, and we are local for you. Fits the Chiefs are on a bye week, but that didn't stop them from adding another playmaker in Kadarius Toney. How much will the former New York Giants wide receiver help this team? Do you like the trade? I do. I think they got a lot of value out of this trade for what they gave up. And, you know, sometimes things don't work out for first-round picks at where they're at. And I think maybe falling into the system in Kansas City will really help him as he has to pick up this offense pretty quickly. I got news for you. Patrick Mahomes can make receivers look really good. Uh, And I think he's going to enjoy his time in Kansas City catching the ball from him. It's an intriguing move. And now they also apparently are looking for some kind of pass rusher because – they, uh, they feel like they're close to making another run at a Super Bowl championship. They just are missing a few pieces, and one of them has been filled with a really talented receiver, a nice big target for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and, and Fitz, I think he just gives you options, right? Okay, if something doesn't work out with Sky Moore, if you lose Juju Smith-Schuster in the offseason, okay, now, now you've got some flexibility, you've got choices, you've got guys who can fit into different roles. I think from that perspective alone, I like the move. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes just needs to find more guys they trust. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Smith-Schuster might be one of those guys, but adding another receiver has got to help. Mm-hmm. Now let's hear from the fans. Our fan question is sponsored by Metalark. Retirement awaits in Manhattan where you can live your way every day. Our fan question this week is, Scott, how good has Christian Braun been for the Nuggets this year? Uh, that's from Adam and Lawrence. I don't know if that's like the first Adam that was ever around. Yeah, at Adam of Adam, Adam and Eve. We can uh, okay. we can definitely ask the one. No, uh, Fitz Christian Brown has been tremendously impressive, and I don't know if you right. saw the highlight, the block dunk here, the block layup, and uh, he had some things to say about that uh, to the player that he blocked there. But no, uh, Christian Brown's been tremendous. He's getting on the floor a lot, and this is a team. You know, it's easy to get on the floor for a bad team, especially in the NBA when teams are trying to tank and lose and get you know position themselves better in the draft. The Nuggets are a team that is fighting and believes itself to be a championship contender. They're giving Christian Brown 20-plus minutes a night. He played 30-plus in a game the other day. That's a really good sign for him. That's really been impressive. He's, <laughs> he's so good. I, he's one of those guys that when you watched him in college, you thought, you know, he might be better in the NBA. He mm-hmm. kind of fits that game. Yeah, he's figuring it out. Well, remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. When we return, we'll look at our predictions here on The Drive.
It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. And it's time to head down the home stretch of this week's show. And it's time to take a look at our predictions. The predictions are brought to you by Kites and Kites Aggieville Draft House. Meeting your friends at Kites in the Draft House since 1954. Remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. Here are last week's results. The viewers took the week off. Uh, they offered. I appreciate that. So I'm still in last, but they came back to me by game. Mm -hmm. uh, Scott is 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 going. He's he's good at this. Mm -hmm. I, he's better than me mm -hmm. right now. This year, at least this year. Here's this week's picks, and we're going to start with. Oklahoma State at Kansas, which is the line is kind of shocking. It's Oklahoma State by three and a half, so plus three and a half for Kansas. I I, I think Cade's going to win this outright, and I've fallen for this trick before. I did it with TCU. I did it with Oklahoma. I, I, I'm doing it again. I'm taking KU outright. I don't care what the number is. Mm. I'll take the points off. Fitz, uh, you know, Oklahoma State quarterback situation looms large. Spencer Sanders. Mm -hmm. I'll take Oklahoma State. It's a close line, but... Yeah, Kansas has a great shot to get bowl eligible in this game. Yep, I agree. Well, next is Texas at K-State. Fitz, I, I, I think Kansas State is not getting enough respect from Las Vegas here. It's a pick em. Who are you taking? I, I don't get that at all. I'm going to take K-State. It's a night game at the Bill. Uh, if there's no World Series Game 7, it'll be on Fox. If it's not, it's on FS1. I think the Cats win this. They, they've got something to prove right now against Texas. Well, this is a huge game, Fitz. I'll go Texas. I'll go opposite you. But K-State's going to have a great shot to seriously establish itself as the second team, maybe even the you know right up there in that top tier with TCU if they win that Amazing. game. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And our last game of the week is Baylor at Oklahoma. We've got it as a pick -em. I can't figure out Baylor. I thought Texas Tech was improving, and then they just knocked the snot out of them. So uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma, but I don't feel good about it. Fitz, I'll take Baylor and just add a quick note on KU. KU hasn't been blown out this year, which is kind of interesting. And, and something, you know, they lost by double digits to Oklahoma. They've pretty much been close in every game. You're seeing all these Big 12 games, right? Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas State just played one of these. Baylor just played one against Texas Tech. All these blowouts. Haven't ha hasn't happened to Kansas yet, and that's that's a sign of progress for sure. How many blowouts in this conference? Again, make your picks on our Twitter page at the Drive Thirteen, and now it's time for our on the clock segment. On the clock, sponsored by Carpet One, by local for a strong local community. Let's start with Mr. Scott Chasen, who has an important message. Well, Fitz, very dramatic there. No, this is actually going to be my last show. Fitz has finally oh. run me out of town. No. Um, Michael Swain is going to be taking over for me. He's done a great job covering Kansas for 24-7 Sports at the Network with Fitz. I've got kind of a new career opportunity going down that if you follow me on social media, I'll be announcing in the next week. But I, I just wanted to take some time and say that I really appreciate the viewers, the listeners, people who keep up with and follow this show. And um, I can't tell you the number of times I've been covering a KU football, KU basketball game, or even been out in Topeka. One of my friends was buying a house, and his realtor came up to me and said, you're the guy who talks about KU on TV. Um, I know I speak for Fitz when I say it is always a blast when people come up to us and want to argue with something we said on the show or tell us why we're wrong, tell us why we're right. 
every so often, and you looked at the picks this week, uh, that stuff is always great, and that's what makes doing the show so fun, and so does that guy, too, because uh, Tim Fitzgerald is a first-class quality human, one of the best people I've ever known. So um, it fits. it's been a blast doing this with you for four years, and uh, very excited to watch you and Michael take over. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to giving Michael as much trouble as I possibly can. <laughs> hey, one quick note, folks. If you've ever booed a player from your own team, maybe Will Howard proves why you shouldn't do that. They might turn out to be pretty darn good. That's it for this week's edition of The Drive. We'll see you next week right here and all week on social media. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. <laughs> Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.